Welcome to Behind the Arc. I'm Simon Bezway, and with me is my co-host, Daniel Hemmer. This is kind of, it's just been a crazy week, honestly. Just playing Gonzaga, essentially, and Birmingham, which is essentially a home game for us. It's still technically a neutral site game, but it really was a home game. It's still crazy, and even though we lost, it's still a fun atmosphere. Um, but I think we're going to give our takeaways on that game. Uh, take our takeaways from Jackson State last night, which was rougher than I expected, but all things considered, it was okay. And then, um, continuing to preview the SEC and the rest of our schedule. Perfect. Absolutely. I think, I think the start on Gonzaga is good. Obviously, we previewed that game with you guys last week. Um, you know, 90 points is something to be proud of. I think, um, I think that would have beaten just about anybody in the country on Saturday, except Gonzaga. Um, obviously Alabama scores 42 in the first half. They score 48 in the second half. So, I mean, they're, they're really getting huge. I mean, they're, they're scoring great numbers and, and everybody played great, uh, against, well, most people played great against Gonzaga, Bradley, he gets 18 points. Um, Bediaco, he was fine. You know, the, the problem is he's the better defender, so you have him in there most of the game instead of Clowney. However, mm-hmm. Clowney, I, in my opinion, has done better, but I understand that's the Bediaco reasoning. I think he's done better, and I think he did better than in that game also. I mean, he got nine points, but he also got 13 rebounds. I mean, Bediaco got six. Obviously, I'm saving him for last, but the the big, I mean, the big play of the game on Saturday, or big player from the game Saturday, Brandon Miller, 36 points. I don't think there's such a thing as a quiet 36, but that was a really quiet 36. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I looked up, and I looked up, and he had 27. I was like, wait, like, I did not realize he had 27. It was like I don't. You can't really have a quiet thirty six, but he had a quiet thirty six, and that was really weird. I mean, yeah, and the, and the even weirder thing is, uh, I mean, you mentioned a quiet thirty six. Plays for thirty seven minutes too. So I mean, um, I agree with you that first half. I um and and I I say quiet to a degree. To I don't degree, think yeah. I was paying attention to the amount of points he had, he was doing really well. Like, it didn't shock me at all when I looked up on, you know, the little – the stat sheet and saw that, or, you know, the little oh, no, stat yeah, yeah. they have on the, on the Jumbotron. But, um, I mean, he just did extremely well. I mean, I, I, I do remember, I mean, he just kept scoring, kept shooting the ball. He really was playing – I know Timmy's not necessarily the forward, but or he may be, but I I can he is actually, but I mean those two really just stole the show, and to be in for thirty seven minutes too. I mean they, he really, really did well. I was I was excited with the way he played. He's I mean he's really kind of come together. I mean he did have the best game in Jackson State scoring wise. We still had a double double. He had ten uh, ten points, fourteen rebounds. And then obviously you can say he had thirty six points. Memphis he had twenty four, which Memphis, as we said last week, is a really tough game. They have a great defense. They're scrappy. They play hard. He's been. I mean, he was kind of struggling a little. He had a little rough stretch. Uh, kind of after the Michigan State game, he had a little rough stretch. 
but he's kind of just exploded now, I guess you could say. And in my opinion, he's easily the best freshman in college basketball. I don't know. You can make an argument for um, Nick Smith. I'm trying to think of other guys that come to mind. Grady Dick has been really good for Kansas. Yeah, he's been he's, he's been, been lights out. But I I I don't think. Um. So I'm trying to get my mind straight. But he's just been, it, he's been the it factor, and I think. I don't know. I think he's just been so good. Honestly, that's all I can really say. He's been so good, and I mean, it's sad that we only have, but we have like. 20 more games with him left. <laughs> yeah, really. That's the sad part. Hopefully, hopefully more. Hopefully we're looking about 26, 27. <laughs> how, however many however many it takes to get to the um Yeah, how many it ever takes to get to Houston. I guess we'd exactly. be looking, uh, I guess we'd be looking around 30-ish. But um yeah, I mean I I can promise you that he's been so good. I mean, he'll be a Naismith finalist. I, in my opinion, does he win? I don't know. I mean, you might give it to a veteran guy, but he'll definitely be up for those big awards at the end of at the end of the year without a doubt. Oh, yeah, easily. He's he's been so good. This entire freshman class has really been amazing. No clowny. I was really high on him coming into the year. He's kind of a sleeper amongst just the national media, I guess you could say, or national fans. But he's been really, I mean, he has been really good for what we honestly thought he was going to be. He's been a really, he's been a great stretch big. He's averaging almost 10 points a night, almost nine rebounds a night. He's been just really good. He's been a great guy coming. He's been a great starter. I always forget that he's starting. He's just, oh, he's yeah. just honestly been great. He's he was dominant in the South Dakota State game. He had the first what twelve points. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he's, he's been just, doing really well. I've been very yeah. He's just been really good. I mean he hit he hit the um lead taking layup against the, against Houston and take the lead in the final seconds. He's been great defensively. He's been great. I mean he's getting boards constantly. He's just been great. I mean, that's all I can say about him. He's just been really – he's just been playing some good ball. I completely agree. I think he's done well. And, um, you know, he's – obviously he's not as good as Brandon Miller, but, I mean, he's definitely a nice asset. If we didn't have Brandon Miller, he would be the face of the – he would not just be the face of that class, potentially the face of the team. Um, uh, speaking of kind of faces of the team, didn't really wasn't really impressed with JQ against Gonzaga. No, um, I I've been I protect I back up JQ, but God, that was just I I love Javon Quinterly, and I always of course I want him to succeed, and I then I defend him, but as it gets to a point where he has to say that was a bad performance, and that was a bad performance. Yeah, and I was really hot on Mark Sears, too, um, coming into the Gonzaga game, and, you know, he really didn't do much either. Nobody played that well. But, like, it's kind of shocking how not that many people played kind of up to their, I'm not going to say expectations, but how they use, how they have played in the past year and the past <laughs> games. Yeah, and we still only lost by ten. I mean, this team 
they kept fighting. I think that was huge to see that they just kept fighting. Yeah, they, well, even lost by 10, they could have lost by 50. What's more impressive to me is that they no one played to their averages and they score uh, – well, I mean, Brandon played above, but no one else played to their averages and they scored 90 points. Exactly, yeah. Which is nuts. but And then, I mean, everyone except Miller kind of had some improvements going into Jackson State, which was nice because Gurley gets 16, Bediaco gets 10, Sears gets 15. Uh, Brandon Miller obviously still gets a double-double. He sits at 10 points and uh, 14 rebounds, which is great. Um, but, you know... He could, you know, with how well he's been playing, I was kind of shocked he didn't he didn't really go off on this team anymore. But although at the same time, well, I was going to say maybe he didn't play as many minutes. He played thirty five minutes. Um, Nick Pringle was probably the guy who did the best in my mind mm-hmm. against Jacksonville State. Yes, um, easily, and, and not necessarily maybe played the best. But when you look at everybody who was in there, he was the most shocking. Then yes. he gets Pringle gets 14 points, nine rebounds. So, I mean, he's very close to a double double as well. Um, he shot five for five on, on field goals. So, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he shoots a hundred percent from field goals and then he shoots 50% from the three or 50% from the free throw line. And he only plays 19 minutes too, by the way. So he's not even in the game for a whole half. Yeah, those are all, those are super impactful minutes. I mean, it was a really close game down the stretch, and he was really vital in the first half to, I'm not going to say keep us in the game, but just kind of keep us in the game because it was a one-point game against a team, in my opinion, should have handled. Yes, the, our, the entire team was battling illness. No, Kanye was out because of said illness. But, right. I mean, he still played really solid minutes that, again, honestly, kept us in the game for the, a large part of the first half. Yeah, and when you're when you're when I was watching the game, listening to the game, um, obviously there wasn't a doubt in my mind that I think Alabama's gonna pull away and they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the box score in the second half, they outscore them by 19 points, which is great. But they're only up by one at halftime, like you said. So I mean, they it, it was a close game that got busted out at the end. But I mean, we're talking a single digit game until maybe 10 minutes left in the second half. So uh, it's definitely a lot closer game. I think the spread had Alabama at minus 31. That's correct. Uh, and it ended up at 29 and a half. That's just such a big spread. So that doesn't make, you know, doesn't shock me that it got that down a little bit. But even still, that's, you know, to be favored by 29 and then win by 20, you're kind of thinking to yourself. All right, well, I mean, still good. I mean, I'm never going to complain about Alabama uh, winning a game by 20 points. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but on the other end, they definitely did not impress to that national impression or betting impression, I guess, or expectation impression. I think, as I was just said this earlier, I think Brandon Miller kind of, I'm not going to say an issue per se, but he has an issue with not being too um, – assertive while he's playing. We we kind of saw this. Uh, he just got assertive in the second half of the Gonzaga game where he would just say, I'm the best player on this court, which, I, you know, 
Honestly, it's up for debate. I still think Drew Timmy's a better pl- player, but a better college basketball player. But he told himself like he's the best player in this court, and then he played like it. And I feel like he kind of has not the mind. I feel like he, I feel like he tries to play unselfish basketball in moments where he just needs to go and dominate. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that take. I think that's a good one. Um, Gonzaga was impressive to me. Gonzaga, I, mean, I, I know they're not. Um, I know they're not. You know, they weren't number four. We were, but I mean, you could have easily flipped the rankings, and I would have believed it. I mean, they oh, yeah. they were they were very good. It was honestly kind of cool. I know, kind of on topic, but off topic just seeing basketball, being a basketball fan my whole life, it was very cool to just see Gonzaga. I agree um, with that. They, they don't come to this side of the country very often. So it was, it was kind of neat just to see them, get to see Drew Timmy in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really cool. I, I can't stand him, but that's still really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, he's going to be – he's one of those guys where you can say that he's a national name around college basketball to where exactly. later down the road or even in the NBA, being like, oh, yeah, I saw him play for Gonzaga. Everybody back. Well, I, you know, you'll get a little story out of people go. It was like um, when Murray State came to um, Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to go to that game, but my dad went. And, like, I think he said that everybody gave a standing ovation at Jaw. Oh, yeah, dude. Jaw dropped like eight. I mean, exaggerating. Jaw must have dropped like a mental 80 points on Alabama that night. Mm-hmm. But that was the state of Alabama, too, at the time to where like, you know, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> it's kind of like in baseball when the opposing teams throwing a no hitter. And at the end, like everybody who's there for the home team is like clapping for them like they're just so happy that they saw something so cool. Yeah, like I'm dropping all those points. Like everyone knew Alabama wasn't going to win that game, and then he came out and performed real well. So I mean, it was it was neat to see him play. Yeah, I mean he he's just so he's so crafty with his footwork. I mean he's just somebody that's like he's just he's such a smart player. I guess you could say with just how he plays basketball. But I, I yeah. can't stand him. But again, he's just a great player. It's cool to see him. I was just going against Zag is a basketball powerhouse in both men's and women's basketball. And as you said, it's just really cool to see them play. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that was just really yeah, it's super cool to watch them play here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I mean, I think that now we're kind of lucky we're seeing some good players play on our end of the court, which is even better <laughs> to not mm. have to wait for the, the opposing. Exactly, the- yeah the great opposing team players to come now. I mean, we've been blessed to watch guys like Colin, and um, John Petty at the time, John Petty, the way he was recruited was, I think he was supposed to be better than Colin sex. I mean, he turned out to not be, but um, so that was a big deal too. And um, now we're looking at guys like Brandon Miller and um, who else was a big one. I, I think Shackelford was, a big, yeah, it was J- and JD was supposed to be a really big one. Yeah, Primo was pretty big. I feel like we've been waiting years for him to really play. I mean, this year and last year, but um, Quinterly was supposed to be huge, and then we had to wait for the NCAA stuff to pass. Mm-hmm. It was it was a whole thing, but he was another one where everyone was just super excited just to see him. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I think I said this last week, but I think Alabama has finally as a team where they have that it factor guy like a Colin Sexton with the team around the it factor guy to compete. Yes, and I agree. That's what we've been. That's like what we've been needing for years, and that's what we finally have. And I think that's humongous. Just as a program going forward. I don't know if that's gonna be next year. I'm a big fan of our recruiting class right now. Do I look at Sam Walters, Mohamed Abate, uh, Dave, Davin Cosby, and Arthur Johnson? I think that's what it is. And I see any of those guys becoming it factors in their first year. Not really. No diss to those guys. I think all those guys are gonna be. Do you think uh, good contributors to some level for this team, or even become those it factor guys, or contribute? Much a lot for this team, but I don't see any of them becoming Brandon Miller. So that's what I'm. I'm just kind of nervous for next year, just going off that alone. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, I mean that's I, next year. Let's focus on this year. But, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and now there's so much stuff that that can happen with exactly transfer portals become something absolutely crazy. Um, transfer portals became something absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, national signing days. I mean, I know it's for football, but I mean, you know, today, national signing day, Alabama's gotten just unreal talent. Oh my I mean, God. Just, I'm a, just to I'm, show you all the people that can come in so early. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go just a quick rant about not rant. I just want to go do a sidebar on the ludicrousy of the signing day for Alabama. They got Caleb Downs, who is the best safe is the best safety in the um best safety in this recruiting cycle and is the best defensive player in this recruiting cycle or outside of Cormani McLean, but that's up to debate. I think Caleb Downs is better, but that's just bias for me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Could- yeah, all these guys are be- all these guys are five stars. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think but oh, where they got the best safety in the nation too, like the top safety in the nation. Yeah, that's Caleb Downs. You got oh, Caleb okay. Downs best safety. Keon Keeley, who was the best edge rusher. Adam Proctor, who is a mammoth. He's um two forty two forty seven sports has some twenty four seven sports has him listed as six seven, but some people have him listed six eight. Second best offensive tackle in the nation. Some some other critics sites say he's the best. Um, got we got the Carver boys. Um, two defensive line, two front seven guys from Montgomery, Alabama. They were packaged too. We got Justice Haynes, who's one of the best running backs in the country. And then we got so many other guys. We got Malik Benson, who he's the best. He's the top JUCO player in the country. I think he's going to be special. Uh, this is just saving. I know this is an uh, Alabama basketball podcast, but to people who say Saban is out of touch, he is not. No, I agree. No, and, He is and the also- opposite of out of touch. He just pulled in one of the best recruiting classes we are going to see for a long time, and this one is arguably better than St.M.'s last year because we're seeing how Texas A&M's is turning out now, and transfer portal is still pending with people coming in. 
there's still some pretty big names out there. Oh, totally. No, and you never have to apologize for that. I mean, I know it's behind the arc, but mm-hmm. I can always talk about Alabama sports. So I can, yeah, exactly. Anything <laughs> Alabama sports, I can always talk about. Yeah, but yeah. Behind the arc is just a ploy for mainly basketball. Exactly. We, we like exactly. pride ourselves in an all around Alabama podcast. We we needed today. Was, yeah, today was a big day, and and honestly, huge day to see. It's kind of nice to see. I mean, I'm not one of those people who thinks that anything was coming to an end or dynasty mm-hmm. over like that. But it's interesting because sometimes you see like people, I don't know if it's for ratings or wherever, guys like Paul Feinbaum, you know, you, you get them and that that's what they talk about on their show. But it really comes down to where the kids all sign. And it's nice that they still want to sign with Alabama. I mean, I know that it sounds crazy, but, you know, I think within the last couple of years, maybe Georgia looks just as, if not maybe a little more appealing to the kids. So it's nice to see that Alabama is still, hey, no matter what, they're they're still kicking tail, which is nice because if you ask me, um, I would I will go toe to toe with any Alabama fan in general and tell you this will be my rant and I'll get off the soapbox, but. If you're upset with a ten win season and a new and a New Year's Six Bowl, mm-hmm. then I don't I don't know what team you should be watching because I don't think you'll ever be a pleased person. Thank you. That's exactly that's my exact point. Just yeah. be I mean be happy like be happy. Honestly, like, so many programs would kill for a ten win season. Am I disappointed that I have high expectations coming to season? Yes, of course. I think every other Alabama fan did come into the season. But am I upset and annoyed that we have a 10-win season and going to play in the Sugar Bowl? No. I think that's still a good season, just a disappointing one to our expectations for this year. Yeah. Which maybe we're still nutty because we're Alabama fans. And yeah. this is Alabama. Oh, absolutely. Maybe I'm humble because all my friends from home went to IU for college. They didn't make a bowl game. And living in Kentucky, UK's in the Music City Bowl for the millionth year in a row. And mm-hmm. Louisville went to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. So, I don't know. Sometimes I just think to myself, I mean, obviously, I, like everybody else, want to be in the playoffs. But, you know, is the Sugar Bowl really that bad? I mean, would I rather us be in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl? Exactly. Exactly. You have to put it into perspective. Yeah. Kansas State's a conference champion, and that's who we're playing. Like that, and, and they they beat TCU, who is a playoff team. And yeah, I mean, just, I mean, we also pulled in the best recruiting class, one of the best recruiting class we've ever had in the Saban era, which is saying a lot because we've had some really good recruiting classes in the Saban era. Oh yeah, we pulled in one of those today, and then. Pending the transfer portal, which there again, there are some really good players out there. There's Travis Hunter, which I don't think will land him. I think he's gonna go to Georgia, Colorado. But again, he's still a guy out there. Again, I don't think we're gonna get him. But there's still some good guys out there. There's Denver Harris, who's at AM last year. There's Dominic Lovett from Missouri. He's a good receiver, he's really good at Missouri last year. There's so many guys out there. That's just, I don't know. They're just, 
let's kind of enjoy what we have. And we're also Alabama. You know, we, again, not, we shouldn't be upset, in my opinion, with the, as you said, what, 10 win season? Yeah, almost still. I mean, could be 11. Almost could be an 11. We're, we're two plays away from a 12 win season. Right. You know, but we're also three more plays away. Three more plays away from a five, from a, not five wins, from a um, seven win season. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, at the same time, take that too. Yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, exactly. You have to put them both ways. You put it into perspective. I would take if you told me you're gonna have seven to five, you you have you have to be seven to five or twelve and zero. I'd be happy. I'd be so much more happier with ten and two than seven to five. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, they they could have easily lost to, they could have easily lost to state, could have easily yeah. lost to Ole Miss, and. Um, they could have obviously, oh my God, they could have easily lost to Texas A&M. Watching that was a nail biter. I was sitting oh there at God. that game. Couldn't, I couldn't look away, but I wanted to. I could not look away. That I, I If we lost that game, man, that would have been awful. <laughs> that would have just been bad, especially all the like the off season like jawing that we had to go mm-hmm. through with all of them. That would have been bad. They beat him on the very last play. At Brian Denny, back-to-back years. The the home slate for next year is going to be insane. Insane. We have two revenge games against Tennessee and LSU. Yeah. And we have Texas. Um, Yeah. Which will be great. Then we'll have Arkansas, which they're usually, I mean, they're consistent, decent top 25 team. We have... I know it's not home, but we we're going to Kentucky. We're going to Lexington, Kentucky. So that's something. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'll be at that game. We I'll have Tennessee, Texas game, and then go to the Kentucky game. Yeah, and then we have we also have the Ole Miss game here. So I mean, like we have some pretty cool games here. I'm Both. really excited for next year's home slate. It's it's oh. a cool one to say the least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, much uh, better than this past years. Yes, I'm very That's excited. Awful to, to renew my tickets for next year. I'm <laughs> very excited. God, that was so bad last year. Like, uh, oh God, it felt like every week we were play. It felt like every week we were either a playing a cupcake at home or b playing a top ten team on the road. Yeah, so, so bad. <laughs> yeah, oh. absolutely. Just what the um, season ticket holders want to see when they when they pay their money. Exactly. Oh God. The worst for me is the um is the people who sell their tickets at basketball games to people who to people who are trying to be the other team. It's the worst. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Um. Uh, or or the tide traders who just sit down and watch the game and. Don't make a word. Yeah, the people that have, and they're they're always in the best seats too. They're they're always in the uh they're always in the best seats. Exactly. The ones can't, can't get into anybody's face or do anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm I, I'm excited. We'll be up there for the Kentucky game, so I'm definitely excited for that one. Be fun. They got they just got Devin Leary. If that's correct. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm at some really exciting home uh, home slate. All right, so we are stretching ties. I think we're going to move back to basketball for a little bit. Absolutely. And do a quick rundown of Mississippi State for probably the third time. Uh, I mean, like we've been talking about Mississippi State for forever, but that is our next opponent. Better. (laughs) We've had to change the preview because they've only gotten better every time. Well, I think that they finally dropped the first game today, or not today, uh, yesterday. It was against, yeah. shoot, it was against, well, I want to say Drake, but that sounds like another SEC team. Uh, goodness. I, haven't, I actually do not remember. Is it Wofford? Uh, it could be. Is, or is Wofford or Drake? That's all, I, that's all I remember. They lost to Drake by six. Okay. Yeah, so they finally dropped like the first game. Right. But it was wait, what did you say? I said it looks like it was at Drake. Um, I think it was uh, it was Nicole Bank Arena. I'm not sure where that is exactly. I don't think that's I don't think that's Starkville, but it says that they were up by nine. Or no, they were up by eight at halftime, and then uh, Drake outscored them by 14 points in the second half. So, kind of nuts. But, I mean, you look at that, and you're kind of like, well, that's good because they're beatable. Obviously, Mississippi State should be a beatable opponent, but Mm -hmm. to see them lose a game makes you think, okay, yeah. Yep, just what I thought. They're beatable, which is fine. Um. But I think that's going to be a very good game. And it's going to be a very close game, too. I agree. That's, yeah. that's always a good game. That's always a good basketball atmosphere because both teams are decent enough at basketball, and they're only 45 minutes away. So you get a lot of you get a lot of travelers. Yeah, I think that's a good It's Stark, Stark Vegas is also just an interesting place to go to for, I feel like, a lot of people. And, as, again, as you said, not that far away. No, not far away. The football game is kind of fun there too, actually. But I haven't been for a basketball game. I I know uh some people from Tide are, I can't remember who it is, but some people from Tide are going to cover. I'm pretty sure some people from Tide are going to cover that game. I'm not sure. Um, oh, I but yeah, I mean, I th- I think I think we'll take care of business. Um. But honestly, again, obviously, I'm not sure. I don't. I, they're a really good defensive team. I can't remember their head coach's name, but I know it's their first. It's their first. Um. It's their first year under him. It is. Stans. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's Stans. Yeah, he's. He's done a really good job there. In one year, he's done a great job. Kind of all quickly turning around the program. Uh, just eleven and one. Losing, losing the they only lost to Drake, which isn't a bad basketball team. It's not a bad basketball program by any imagination. They're not great, but also not that bad. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's gonna be a tough matchup. They're really good. Def- they're really good on the defensive side of the ball. I think we match up match up with us pretty well. We'll see. I mean, like we'll see how we can handle them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think if everybody plays really well. Um, and when I say really well, I think if everybody plays their normal game, um, Alabama wins that game nine times out of ten. I think it's 
I, I think they've got I think Alabama's got the talent to win the game. And I think they I think they should. Not only will, I think they I think they should. I agree. Uh, I think they're what are they? They're number nine now. They're yeah, they're nine, but I don't know where it's gonna be. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's gonna at be. The end. Um, I do know this though. I was looking at bracketology. They have Alabama as a number two seed, which is awesome. They were a yes. one seed the week before, now they're a two seed, which is we can't believe that. That's awesome of in itself. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good because if they get the two seed, I think they'll still be able to play in Birmingham. I do not want to play in Birmingham. We have not won. I don't know. When was the last time we won a game in Legacy Arena? <laughs> it's been a while. But I will tell you, if they're there for an NCAA tournament game, that is a that is going to be a great home court advantage for yes, that is for, correct for, that is correct which is awesome that is that is correct yeah that'll be a crazy home court advantage oh yeah when we saw against gonzaga i mean if they there's like uh at the end of the game if they pulled ahead the lead would have popped off the roof it would have been insane, an insane environment it was crazy Oh, it was a nuts environment. I mean, yeah, it was it was crazy. That man. was so that was so fun to go to, man. That was so loud. And it's just really it's just an exciting atmosphere. I agree. It was an exciting atmosphere. That's the first time I've ever been to Legacy Arena. I've been for a, a squadrons game, but I mean it's a squadrons game, so it wasn't that packed or loud. Right. It was, it was still fun. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's a neat arena though. It is, yeah. It's really nice too. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it was super nice. It's not that big. It's not that big for an eighteen thousand seat arena. Yeah, which is a great size. Great yeah, it's like perfect. The um, what is it? The media seats are weird though. Like the uh, the just they're like the fold up yeah. tables behind the behind the ba- yeah behind, behind the baskets. Yeah, those are. Oh, that's where you guys were. Oh uh, no, 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 that's well, that's that's just media. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, those. I mean, yeah, those look good too. There seemed to be a lot of them. There were a lot. A lot. Well, yeah, it's also like it was also a pretty big game, but yeah. there were a lot of them, which is I don't know. It seemed it was interesting. There were a lot of them, more than there are Bryant Denny because Bryant Denny's is a small section, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, Coleman, you mean? Did I say Brian Denny? Yeah, I did say Brian Denny. Oh, yeah, I met <laughs> Coleman. Um, God. Uh, yeah, but I think this is our this is our episode for today for this week. Um, obviously, it's kind of been a quiet week, I guess, for other basketball besides Gonzaga game. Obviously, we wish we beat Jackson State by more, but you'll always take a win, especially without the basketball. Um, we'll see you next week. I. Do not again. I never know which what what day we're gonna end up recording, but it will either be before Mississippi State or after, or the same day. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But it should be an episode. Um, oh, yeah, I, there I, will. I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to take it out. Um, we have uh, roll tide. Uh, yeah, you're roll tide and we will see you next week.